Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Doug is out today and he'll be out for the rest of the week. So I'm in with Brad Carey or <laughs> Brad Sykes. You, can, you guys aren't related. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in with Brad Sykes. Uh, always glad to have him in the studio, the OG, yeah. as it were. So, uh, Brad, how's it going today? It's going well. The OG, that's good. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> those of us, those who have listened to SWAT for a while, they know uh, I'm the grandpa of four sons, four boys, and uh, my, you know, I was going to say my handle, my grandpa mm-hmm. name is Easy, like oh. Easy, and that's, you know, that's because as a grandpa, I'm pretty easy, you know. <laughs> Now, my kids were totally supportive of that, not because I was easy on them, but because they know I'm going to be easy on my grandkids. But my wife's name is O.G. Oh, okay. O.G. And uh, she, anybody that knows her, she's from Chicago. <laughs> and uh, her, her dad is full-blooded Italian. He's passed, but full-blooded Italian. I mean, he, was, he traveled uh, in, in his business a lot and uh, was always – pulled aside when going through security because he just oh. looked like a gangster, you know? <laughs> and so I have to be careful about those things you say, you know, maybe that's not politically correct, but Hey, you were, you were kind of talking about, um, if you're listening to the podcast and you got a question, send us a question on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, interesting. I mean, uh, there's a lot of abandoning of Twitter and Facebook right now. Yeah. How, how about you? You know, it's interesting. I know <clears throat> over the years we've always taken the first 15 minutes to to just kind of unpack what's going on in the world. And, you know, it's like, where do you start? Yeah, right. Where do you start today? But yeah. I, I think one of the things I was realizing is I'm, I'm not super active on social media. Uh, I'm I probably like a lot of people my age. I do it more to connect with people that maybe I don't see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm or to see what's happening with my kids sometimes. So, uh, but I am very, uh, reluctant to continue with these, these platforms. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people are abandoning these things. It, it's like they're abandoning anything that is going to censor you. Um, heck l- look at what's happening from what I understand with Fox news, you mm-hmm. know, all the people that are kind of going, Hey, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause Fox, you know, I think for a lot of people it's, was kind of overnight, but you you could see kind of a buildup coming over um, a little bit of time. But yeah, especially recently, uh, yesterday I think they cut away from uh, Trump's press secretary and was like, "Oh, we can't let you see what she's saying in good conscience." And it's like, when did we not become? When, when did we stop being adults who can hear and make up our minds about uh, you know what what's being told to us? Um, yeah, but it's pretty crazy, and I know that like with Facebook. Um, it's pretty widespread the type of uh, censoring or uh, 
was it down throttling of uh, even small comparatively, you know, uh, even like my dad, he posted a uh, a speech by Candace Owens and they censored Is that it. Right? Yeah, it took it down. And I know that Doug, um, he said that there's a few things that he's done. I think he talked about it on air where tried to promote the channel, ha- have an ad for SWAT radio. And they said, no, this goes against our policies of, uh, you know, what's acceptable. So that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> say it's unbelievable. I mean, I've, I've been censored myself cause I've posted mm. some things. You remember when it's probably three months ago when that group of doctors came out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I posted that and yeah. it immediately got shut down, Yep, you know, and yet Bill Gates, who has no medical background is allowed to speak about, you know, yeah, uh, right. Vaccines yeah. or whatever that's going on uh, as if, you know, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, boy, it, it certainly makes you go, wait a minute. And, and to your point, you know, are we not adults who can reason together? Yeah. You know, here's the reality though. Um, we may be adults in age, but we're not adults in the ability to process and do our own due diligence. Yeah. You know, there isn't, I'm in the real estate business and there isn't a single client I deal with who will just ex- assign an offer without really doing their due diligence. Yeah. And, and, and reality that's the way, that's how we've become as a society. Whatever is on the internet, whatever CNBC, ABC, NBC, whatever you know mm-hmm. news you want to listen to, we just accept it. Yep. And uh, and I, I shared yesterday, you know, my wife has this blog, and it's it's really to say, hey, I'm not going to put anything out there that I haven't done my fact mm-hmm. checks on. You know. And that is the name. Oh, they all flew out of the cuckoo's nest.com. Yeah. I did. I did tell her, I said, you may want to change that name. I, I like the name because it really represents <clears throat> the craziness of a home with five kids. And, I think it's and, a good name. Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of crazy, yeah. but I don't ask me to spell cuckoo, cuckoo's <laughs> nest or whatever. It was a, it, it certainly trumped me by the way. Uh, you know, Doug and I used to always, and I know you guys do too. You talk about the briefing, I don't know if you listened to the briefing today, mm, <clears throat> Al Mohler's The Briefing. I was trying to pull it up, and it, I can get it, but it doesn't have the transcript. And I wanted mm. to – I was curious if you are – are you a Lord of the Rings guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The, you know that Amazon Prime is basically re – they're doing a whole new series on The Lord of the Rings. I've heard some bad things about that. Yeah, yeah and so I kind of did my oh, – since the transcript wasn't up, and Al Mohler always does such a good job of talking about it, I figured, well, I'm going to pull it up myself. <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, it says fans upset as Amazon series hires intimacy coordinator. Have you heard about this? Yeah. <clears throat> it says this massive TV show production of Lord of the Rings is getting some unwanted backlash from Tolkien fans. Uh, they question the show's move to hire an intimacy coordinator. Now, if you're listening to me and you hear, you've heard that, or maybe you haven't heard that, what comes to mind when you think of an intimacy coordinator? They're going to have some scenes, uh, you know, in the movie or the show that's going to involve some intimacy. Yeah, it says here the the work of an intimacy coordinator is to oversee physically sensitive scenes during filming to make the actors more comfortable. However, Lord of the Rings. Uh, fans have grave concerns since J.R.R. Tolkien, the creator of Lord of the Rings, was a very conservative 
leaning author. Uh, will the show be as graphic as Game of Thrones? That's the question. And according to CBR, it's highly unlikely that the Tolkien estate, which is overseeing the production of the Amazon show, will sign off on such gratuitous intimate scenes in the series. The Tolkien estate controls the legacy of Tolkien very carefully and established a lot of rules and restrictions for the adaptation. It says, to be clear, intimacy coordinators are also hired on the set for simple kissing scenes and partial physical exposures. Mm. Uh, this doesn't necessarily imply that there will be gratuitous scenes that could go against the Tolkien Estate's agreement with Amazon. It says the production, the production did hire New Zealand intimacy coordinate, coordinator Jennifer Ward Leland Prior to her hiring, there have been casting calls for actors who will be comfortable about sensitive physical exposure. So uh, that is going to be incredibly disappointing if yeah. that's the direction they go. And, you know, sadly, have you ever watched a movie <clears throat> um, maybe in the last 10 years where you walked out and go, that was completely unnecessary. That mm-hmm. scene was unnecessary. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it just makes you realize – have, have we gone to the, that you know, those depths to mm. go? It doesn't. I'm not going to watch the movie unless there's yeah know, right some sort of physical exposure. Yeah, and it, it also you know ca- calls in the question what they're going to do with the the rest of the material. You know, if you don't know, they're they're making a movie on the Sil- Silmarillion, which is uh, Tolkien's history, kind of of Middle Earth or uh, show. Excuse me, um, but it's like if you're going to put that in there. You know, what other things are you going to take liberties with when the story itself is perfectly fine? Right. Um, and, but, the, you know, to your point about, you know, as a culture that we just crave that, that they feel, oh, we got to put it in here some way, somehow. Right. That, right. Uh, you know, you, it has to be in there. Otherwise, people won't watch. I, I, I think they're wrong when it comes to Tolkien um, and Tolkien fans. But the, the fact that they feel that way is like, oh, man. But, it, it, you know, what you see, and I mean... Um, you, know, you look back over the past 20, 30, 40 years, whether it's in movies or it's in music um, you know, or it's in plays, mm-hmm. is the callousing of the human heart. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, at first you're, you're, there's shock, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then over time, it, you see it so often that we just become calloused to it. I mean, I think. The Lord of the Rings, the series itself, has been a great um, story mm-hmm. for a lot of children. Yep. You know, and and uh, you know, you may not, you know, if you're listening, maybe that's not something you want to dive into. But let me tell you, it's a great story. It's worth worth watching, reading. Oh yeah, if you if you're not a reader, you should read it because it's great. But if you can't get to it, at least watch the movies because uh, they're some of the best uh, books of all time in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will be back with more after the break. Uh, you can download our SWAT app in the out- app store. Excuse me. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned.
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Crowder with all my hope. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you missed uh, missed us, if you're just joining us, the last segment we were talking a little bit about the news of the day. And right before we went to break, we were talking about uh, the Silmarillion adaptation by Amazon and uh, that the concerning things for Tolkien fans. If you don't know what the Silmarillion is, it's uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's history of uh, Middle Earth, which is uh, part of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, so if you haven't read that, I mean, I don't know what you've been doing with yourself, but, uh, just kind of talking about how they're adding some, or maybe we can't say, but maybe adding some, uh, questionable stuff, um, at hiring an intimacy coach and trying to get actors who are comfortable with exposing certain areas of themselves. And, uh, you know, I was telling you during the break, I, I kind of feel like for me, the, the concern is that they're looking to deconstruct the story and kind of uh, take the good elements and corrupt kind of what we've seen, what, what you see on screen. Because in my kind of noticing of uh, pop culture, it seems that that has been the way of media for the last, I don't know, I mean, longer than yeah. I've been alive, yeah. but <clears throat> definitely just to corrode uh, society's ideas of what is good and what is noble. You know, I think where, where I struggle is, you know, we, even during this whole election, all the things that are going on, there is this, and I've openly admitted this and confessed it because I know it's not right that I can tend to focus my anger.
toward a person, mm-hmm. forgetting that you know this battle that's waging is not against flesh and blood, but yeah. against principalities. It's there's a spirit of darkness yeah. that has fallen upon our world. I mean, yes, it's a fallen world. Mm-hmm. It it's not going the other way. It, we're not getting holier. Yeah. Now, hopefully, yeah. those of us who are sanctified are being transformed. Yeah. But keep in mind that there's there's the polar opposites. There's those who are in Christ who should be being transformed. There's those who are not in Christ who are in darkness who are going darker and darker and darker. And mm-hmm. I think there's this divide. And of course, we see it in our election. We see it in you know music and arts and all this stuff. And uh, I was just sharing on the break. You know, even the music. Some of the music. <clears throat> where the where there's foul language, mm-hmm. I immediately go, why does that word need to be there? You know, is that necessary? Or you watch a movie, why does that scene need to be there? Did they have to use that word? Yeah. I mean, that word didn't make, it didn't cause, if anything, it caused me to turn it off mm. and to not watch it. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it is really sad, and I think even as we jump into the text that we're in this week in Hebrews chapter 13, we're reminded that what we say we believe in has to be reflected in how we live our life, right? Yeah. And I think n- never is that more important than today in a world that is just darker and darker and darker, that we're to be the light in these dark places. Yeah. and. As we jump into Hebrews chapter 13 this week, and as is typical when I'm in this <clears throat> seat, I can tend to drag things out, and I don't want to, I want to move through the text today and tomorrow so that we, Doug doesn't have to come back next week <laughs> and go back into it. But <clears throat> chapters 1 through 12 of Hebrews really lay this foundation of a relationship with Christ. And then chapter 13 is really, as I mentioned, the structure of, of a life built on that foundation of Jesus Christ. As I referred to it, it's like building a home. No one admires the foundation when they come to my home. They admire the home, mm-hmm. uh, but the reality is if the foundation is weak, the structure is weak. Yeah. Doug and I have all often over the years stressed the importance of sound doctrine, that we are laying a foundation that is solid. It's not built on sand. It's not, you know, this uh, prosperity gospel mm-hmm. that, you listen, our our doctrine, the words of Christ, the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, and as we preach the word and share the word and teach the word, that we're teaching it accurately. And so verses 1 through 12 lay that foundation, and 13 is kind of this, it's the structure. It's it's the life. At chapter 13 is the, it's <clears throat> what I would say, the practical application of, of 1 through 12. And so the writer presented the the great examples of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, it's kind of the hall of fame or hall mm-hmm. of faith, the encouragement to faith in Hebrews chapter 12, and then here in chapter 13, he presents the evidence of faith that should appear in our lives if we are really walking by faith. And the emphasis in this last chapter is really on living by faith. Uh, A.W. Tozer said the most important thing about you is what you believe about God. Uh, What we think about God has everything to do with our relationship to each other and to our world. Uh, Doug mentioned last week, he he kind of brought up the Ten Commandments. The first four of the 
Ten Commandments deal with the vertical, the vertical relationship. It's theological. The following six deal with the horizontal, the 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 uh, the ethical, mm-hmm. uh, the relationships we have with those around us. And so, when our faith is grounded vertical by our love for God, it will be demonstrated horizontally by our love for others. A proper grasp of God will guide our footsteps in the world. I mentioned this yesterday. Doctrine leads to duty. Revelation leads to responsibility. Uh, I I love the idea that orthodoxy must lead to orthopraxy. In other words, what you believe about God has got to be reflected in how you live your life. In other words, if you believe what you believe will be reflected in how you live. It's not so much about what I say as it is about how I live. Uh, Matthew 5.14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, it, would that be true of us in our culture? You know, he, he, In John 8.12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus goes on in 12, chapter 12 of John. He says, uh, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Hmm. So if we're in Christ, we are the light. Uh, we're not the light, but we're to reflect the light. Yeah. And uh, Jesus said, Matthew five sixteen. in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Like First Peter 2 says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. And so as we look at, these, at, the, at this final chapter of Hebrews, the writer identifies four evidences of faith, and, and this will go on for the next three or four weeks. But number one, enjoying spiritual fellowship, as we'll see in the text of verses 1 through 6. Secondly, submitting to spiritual leadership. Number three, sharing in spiritual wisdom. And four, experiencing spiritual lordship. Uh, I think we, I I may have mentioned this quote yesterday. A.W. Tozer said, The Bible recognizes no faith that does not lead to obedience, nor does it recognize any obedience that does not spring from faith. The two are at opposite sides of the same coin. And in this final chapter, the writer begins to put some closure to the letter by detailing what a life in Christ looks like. And so this week we're going to look at these first six verses of chapter 13, which we, we kind of got into a little bit uh, yesterday. Um, so before we kind of close out for this next break, I'm going to have you read that text again, Hebrews chapter 13, Verses 1 through 6, if you would, Taylor. All right. Uh, Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous, Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, 
The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? May God bless the reading of his word. So before we take a break, I just want to say, in these six verses, uh, we're looking at four specific qualities or attributes that should be evident in those who have fully surrendered their life to Christ. And I think this is, uh, you know, as we kind of unpack each one of these today and tomorrow, there's some questions that ought to come to the surface as we examine. I mean, Paul says, examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to, to say you are a Christian and yet your life doesn't reflect that, there is no fruit, there is no progress as we talked about, there's no uh, transformation happening. That doesn't mean we're we're not talking about perfection. Right. We're talking about direction. We're talking about, hey, if I look back over my life over the last year or two or five years or ten years, however long you've been walking with the Lord, are you becoming more like Christ? And so we're going to look at how these qualities, number one quality that we see in these first six verses is, number one, a love toward our fellow man. Number two, a loyalty to our mate. Number three, a longing for our maker. And number four, a hope in our master. So we'll come back after the break and kind of dig into that. But that's what I want as we move through this. And I mean, oftentimes uh, people say, you know, do you love to teach? I love to study because Mm. I love that whatever I'm looking at, it really challenges us to look inside and go, how am I doing with this? Yeah. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to Sawat Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That was Even If by Mercy Me. If you are just joining us, we are going through Hebrews chapter 13, <laughs> verses 1 through 6. 
uh, this week, and Doug is out, so I, Taylor Johnson, am joined by Brad Sykes, not Brad McCary, like I called him <laughs> earlier, um, and we're happy to have him back in the studio uh, for the program. If my, my parents wouldn't like that, if you heard that. <laughs> but, but I, I consider that an honor. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love, I've always enjoyed, Doug and I used to, when we first got started, we would we would come into the studio and figure out what songs we were going to tee up for the breaks. I was listening to that last song. Love that, love that tune. And, uh, I had on this, um, as I was, so oftentimes, I don't know if you do this, but I'll be on, on the internet and studying and doing things. And there's songs that I'll think of as Mm. I'm teaching a lot of times. And, and I just so happened, I had it up as a tab. So when I, when, when I knew I needed to come up to the studio, I just shut my computer and came up. Well, this is a, a song on my tab that was open. Are you familiar with uh, Jimmy Needham? Mm-mm. Okay. So he's got a song. It's an old song, actually. It, you can watch videos of, of Jimmy. He's a he's a young guy, but uh, he's a left-handed guitarist. So mm. always I'm admiring of left-handed guitarists. Yeah. You know, Jimi Hendrix was left-handed. Yeah. Anyway, this is a song that he wrote and i i feel like it's such a great song especially in light of so much of what we're experiencing in our world today the name of the song is called clear the stage uh, mm-hmm. i'd have tommy tee it up but uh, he might not find it <clears throat> so th- th- i just want to read the lyrics of it real quick it says uh, clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze if that's the measure you must take to crush the idols Jerk the pews and all the decorations too until the congregation's few, then have revival. Mm. Tell your friends that this is where the party ends until you're broken for your sins. You can't be social. Then seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store and know that great is your reward. So just be hopeful. Because you can sing all you want to. Yes, you can sing all you want to. You can sing all you want to and still get it wrong. Oh, worship is more than a song. Mm. And the final final stanza is, take a break from all the plans that you've made and sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper. Beg him, please, to open up his mouth and speak and pray for real upon your knees until they blister. I was thinking about how important we even talked about it a little bit yesterday that man we need a revival in yeah. our in our in our nation and uh, it begins with us mm-hmm. it begins as we even as we look through the text that we're in today is that we examine ourselves and uh, you know God give us eyes to see give us ears to see I mean give us ears to hear give us eyes to see and give us a heart for what you want and uh, you know so often. I'm a business guy. I've been in business for 35 years. Mm. My mind just is always operating toward business. And sometimes I have to just stop and go, God, help me to see who, what you want me to see. And as I was sharing before we went on the break, so oftentimes when I am asked to teach, um, I don't know whether my teaching's any good, but I know that God does a work in me as I study mm. his word. And so in these first six verses here in Hebrews chapter 13, these four qualities that we're going to look at, these four attributes uh, should be evident in those who have fully surrendered their life to Christ. Just as a reminder, Hebrews is about the supremacy of Christ. It's 
it's this encouraging letter, this call for those who are in Christ, for those that are straddling the fence, and it's also a call to those who are just completely oblivious, uh, if you will. And it's uh, but but for those who have surrendered their life to Christ, your life should reflect that. It should reflect it in these first six verses toward a love toward your fellow man, a love to a loyalty to your mate, a longing for your maker, and a hope in your master. And so the first evidence of those who have fully surrendered their life to Christ is made manifest in a love toward our fellow man. We kind of got into this a little bit yesterday. But verse 1 of chapter 13 says, Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. And we touched on this yesterday, but this brotherly love is demonstrated not just to those in the church or those who have faith in Christ, it's demonstrated first to those in the fellowship. Yes, those in the faith. That's a, 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 a Philadelphos, uh, where we get Philadelphia. It, it's a love for the brothers. It's a love for those who are in the church. First Thessalonians 4, Paul says uh, in, chap- in verse 9, Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more. In fact, Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, By this all people will know that you are my disciples. You could finish that right. You could finish that, couldn't you? The way you love one another? If you have love for one another. Boy, it's one of the things that gets very discouraging when you get on social media and you see two brothers who are going at it mm. about politics. Brotherly love is also demonstrated, though, in showing hospitality to strangers. It says, verse 2, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. In other words, you never know who you may be engaging with. I'm sure you've got stories. I've got some where I've stopped, engaged with somebody, never to find them again. Mm. I mean, truly. And you just, whoa, what happened? What? Who was that mm-hmm. person? You know. In fact, that word "strangers" is the word "philo exenos," uh, defined as a love for outsiders and those unlike us, unknown to us. It may be somebody who votes different from you. It may be somebody who thinks differently than mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's clearly somebody who doesn't know Christ. Uh, non-believers, Doug said last week, non-believers will not trust Christ before they trust you. Yeah. Kind of mentioned this yesterday. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. We, we, we say that. That's so true. And I think a lot of, uh, as we make disciples, that and part of making disciples is seeing people come to Christ. How does that happen? How do you evangelize? I mean, I think there are lots of people 
who believe that the way you evangelize is you invite people to church with you. Yeah, well, that's not really what the church was about. Yeah. If we're the light of the world, then we're to go into the dark places of this world and engage with those who don't know him. Mm-hmm. Not to say, hey, come to my church. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying that's not the original purpose of the church. Yeah. The church or you know, the place where we gather is for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yet we've said, well, man, I got this great preacher and he's a great communicator you should come hear him well no why don't you equip yourself to share the gospel with them yeah that's uh you you, you mentioned Vody bacham yesterday and i uh, was listening to something that he said was that we cripple uh he's talking particularly about men but we cripple uh young men and 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 have our christians be uh ready for mediocrity because if you see a young kid who's like really in the word and He's really studying those things. You say, oh, you need to be a pastor. And he's like, that should be a prerequisite for, you know, just being an adult Christian. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, I uh, I was very fortunate. I'm going to share next week at all the SWAT studies. Uh, discipleship, the value and the importance of discipleship. Listen, I'm not making disciples of guys because I think they're going to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. However, we're all preachers. Mm-hmm. We're all in the ministry. And, you, you know, your congregation, may, maybe those at your work, they're yeah. first and foremost those within your own home, mm-hmm. as Vody Bachman would say. Yeah. My first and primary ministry is to my wife yeah. and then to my children and then to those that come into my home. I mean, it's just th- those are things. And are we equipped? Are we equipped to share the gospel with people? And unfortunately, many in the church aren't mm-hmm. equipped. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they're not being taught. They're not being you know, really walked with and said, you know, and for me, part of my story, part of God's story in me is that when I came to Christ, my brother-in-law, who may be listening in Houston, placed a high emphasis and a high priority on discipling me. Hmm. He he used to say, hey, don't be a spoon-fed Christian. It's kind of like we talk about, you know, know, the the news of the day. Most people are spoon-fed news. Mm -hmm. They do no homework on their own. Most Christians, most people in the church are spoon-fed believers. Listen, don't believe everything. Don't believe everything that uh, your pastor is saying. Do a little homework. Do a do. Be a Berean. By the way, our our phone is ringing in here, Tom. I don't, I don't think know that why. Has, but has that ever happened? No, no not that I can recall. That, so, yeah. listen, if you're if you're calling in, uh, Tom, I don't know if you can answer that, but uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I think that's a different number, so I don't, that must be. Yeah, well, I'd love to take it. And maybe I can share Christ with them. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think there's a just a, a big emphasis needs to be placed on, you know, learning, studying, examining. Be a Berean. Examine the scriptures daily to see if they are true. Yeah. All right, stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. Will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are in the last segment of the day. So if you would like to go back and listen to anything you missed after you listen to this uh, segment, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verses 1 through 6. Uh, So if you have any questions uh, about that, um, and you would like to join the discussion, please call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at Taylor at SWATradio.com. That's Taylor at SWATradio.com. <clears throat> hey, yeah, Taylor. So uh, as we went on that break, by the way, hard to believe we're in our last segment, but join us tomorrow. <laughs> we'll finish up uh, these first six verses. But you know, we were talking about. Um, I think. W- the thing that can, one of the things that concerns me with many in the church is they they aren't challenged to share their faith. Um, they're not challenged to evangelize to mm-hmm. reach the lost. Um, we typically get in these holy huddles. We have these churches and we gather and we're we're there every time the doors are open or we're and, and there's that's great. I mean, we should be gathering. Mm-hmm. We should be um, um, we should be equipping and, and but. It's not always about just staying in that little holy huddle that yeah. we typically live in. And and listen, I am incredibly grateful for great uh, expositors of the word. Um, 
I am always praying that God would develop in me to be better at what I do at, at preaching the word or sharing Christ with people. But so oftentimes, uh, it, 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 it's, it'd be like playing pickup basketball, and I know you're a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm always passing it to you. Yeah, I'm never going to get better at shooting if I don't take the shot. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not to say, hey, just wing it. it don't wing it. Uh, you are, if the, if the Spirit of God is in you, He's given you a hunger to know His Word and to share His Word. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes we tend to rely on the talents of somebody else to share that message of hope. I'm thinking about that song we just came out of. Uh, it says, Moses had stage fright, hmm. and David brought a rock to a sword fight. And then it says, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen. And you changed the world. Doug has said this before. He said, you know, if you were the head of the HR department for Christ's ministry, you would have never picked those 12. Yeah. Listen, that gives me hope. That, that lets me know that God can use me. He's not mm-hmm. looking for talented people. You know, he's looking for available people, people yeah. who are going to be available. And so, you know, I think this challenge, even as we look at this, this first element, this first attribute is that we ought to have a love toward our fellow man, a love toward the brothers who are in Christ. We're to also have a love for strangers. It says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Um, you know, how, how hospitable are we? I was thinking, you know, most people may not realize that hospitality is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's one of the spiritual gifts. Now, Let's clarify what that really is. It, we're not talking about you're good at entertaining people at your home. Now, that, that's a great trait, and mm-hmm. I think you can develop that. But the gift of hospitality, it, it's not a question of, yeah, I may be better at it than you. It may be a passion of mine that isn't maybe a passion of yours. That doesn't mean you're not to, not to do that. And, you know, it's kind of like saying, well, my gift is the gift of evangelism, which is a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're void of not doing it. Right. You know, we're to, we're to be hospitable to strangers. Are, are we exercising that gift? Deuteronomy 24, verse 19 says this. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget the sheaf in the field... <clears throat> says you shall not go back to get it it shall be for the sojourner the fatherless and the widow that the lord your god may bless you in all the works of your hands when you beat your olive trees they used to beat the base of the olive tree and when the olives were ripe they would just drop Hmm. says when you beat your olive trees you shall not go over them again it shall be for the sojourner the fatherless and the widow verse 21 when you gather the grapes of your vineyard you shall not strip it afterward. In other words, don't go back over it. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this. You remember Ruth yeah. in chapter 2 where she gleaned in Boaz's field. It's the idea that God has blessed us, and we're to share that blessing with others. And we do that by being hospitable. Romans twelve thirteen says, contributing to the needs of the saints. It says, practicing hospitality. First Peter 4, 9, be hospitable to one another without complaint. Well, that's a tough one. First uh, Timothy 3, 2, Paul writing to, to Timothy, an overseer, then 
must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Acts 16.34, and he brought them into his house. Remember, this is the jailer. Mm. Paul is in jail. Mm -hmm. The earthquake happens. They're bound. The the jailer is panicked. He's ready to kill himself. Paul says, turn on the lights, man. We're still here. (laughs) And the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And in verse 34, it says, and he brought them into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly having believed in God with his whole household. Even this new believer, this new convert, begins to exercise hospitality. And then, so, so you've, got, you've got love toward a, a fellow brother. You've got love toward a stranger. And then finally, you have brotherly love that is demonstrated in having sympathy for the hurting and suffering, which verse 3 of chapter 13, Hebrews 13 says this, Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them. And those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-five thirty-six, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Remember the disciples, mm-hmm. so how did we do that? <laughs> yeah. You did it for the least of these. Romans twelve fifteen: rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Uh, Colossians 4.18, Paul says, remember remember my chains. And then in Hebrews 10.34, just a few chapters back, it says, for you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. And 2 Timothy 4 says, make every effort to come soon. Paul is telling Timothy, hey, get here soon, man. I want to be with you. And, and, you know, so oftentimes we live in our little bubble. We're completely oblivious as to the pain and the suffering that those very close to us. We may not have to go that far to to demonstrate this this faith that we say we have Mm -hmm. toward those who are hurting. And so not only is our faith demonstrated in a love toward brothers, toward those, you know, toward those in, in, in the church, toward those who are uh, strangers, toward those who are suffering, but secondly, our faith made, is made manifest in a love toward our fellow man, but it's also made evident in our loyalty to our mate. I talked about this yesterday. It's kind of this weird shift Mm. that the the writer makes it's kind of like oh here let me just unload some other things on you and verse four says this let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for god will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous boy that is a strong statement like marriage is is not just a social contract according to hebrews 13 4 marriage is to be honored Mm-hmm. It is to be holy and undefiled. But uh, Moses is reminding us that marriage comes from God in Genesis 2. He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I love what Max Licato, you ever read Max Licato? I've read a little bit of him, yeah. He's such a great writer. He says this, God created marriage, no government subcommittee envisioned it no social organization developed it 
marriage was conceived and born in the mind of God. Mm. You know, and it's just this marriage is not this social contract. It is to be honored. It is to be holy. It is to be undefiled. Yeah. It's not what you'd see, you know, on the big screen today. Mm. In, in fact, we almost mock people who've been married years and years and years. Yeah, especially on yeah, in, in movies and stuff. Yeah, what what do they make the the life look like if you've been married for twenty years? Oh, oh yeah, just miserable, and uh, you got the kids, got to take care of that and stuff. Yeah, but well, you know, First Thessalonians four. I just read this to you, beginning in verse three. It says, "For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passions of lust." like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man but God. Mm. Love without Christ has no reference point. It, it becomes self-absorbed. Our marriages can be the absolute best witness we have. It moves our faith from theory to practice. That marriage is a practical illustration to the world of the truth that Christ laid down his life for his bride, the church. And as, as, as we kind of close out for today, just remember that our marriage we're, is to, we're to honor our wives in the marriage yeah. we are to be loyal to our mates so we'll unpack the rest of this tomorrow but uh yeah so thanks for uh tuning in you've been listening to swat radio join us tomorrow as we finish out romans 13 1 through 6 uh again thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual.